thanks for choosing Boomers with Beverages. The weather outside may be frightful, but inside four-day rays and fishers, ooh, it is so delightful. It's the most wonderful time of your day. What is it? Indeed. You've got Boomers with Beverages. Yay! How I can lovely, drink now. How lovely is this? And what a, what a great scenery we have outside the garage door windows in the growler room at Four Day Ray and Fishers as we have a light snowfall coming down. Very light, yes. All we need is a frantic Jimmy Stewart to run down the street. Hey, tell me something. Add to the ambiance of the day, but it's uh, great to have you along. Thanks for choosing Boomers with Beverages as we... Uh, Produce another edition of this award-winning show. Uh, someday we'll we'll stop down and tell everybody all the accolades we've received since we started this. Uh, I can't wait to hear some, Yeah, somebody tell me. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> it's not on our website yet, boomerswithbeverages.com, but feel free to stop by as we uh, ever so slowly get that website looking like the best website ever. There we go. Ever. Of course, well, you can already always get the recipes on there. You guys have recipes. The recipes on there, are on there. So. We got uh, Pete's uh, fix from his trip to Spain and Portugal. Nice. All right, good. All thank right, you. Thanks. Thank yeah. you for doing yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, and, I'll have to share some yeah. on my next trip. Yeah. So do want to say um, those of you, our, our our listeners, give us some comments. Give us some rating. Yes. Uh, be great to hear from you, even if it you know you can email us at bwb at boomerswithbeverages.com or just put some comments in the uh, whatever podcast yeah. platform you listen yeah. on yeah. a lot of people are afraid a lot of people are afraid to comment sure and they shouldn't be yeah no now we're, we're nice yeah. people we will take your comments uh, right if there's topics you want us to talk about great we will hardy's uh, ankle bracelet will keep him a long way from you yeah well based on the <laughs> people based, will believe that stop <laughs> based on the uh, feedback we've gotten from the web- website and from, from folks that have uh, provided their information via our boomers with beverages exit polling. We are expecting a boomer wave, like yeah. like never before. A every huge every bit wave. as huge as the red wave huge, we experienced last huge. weekend. I'm Jim Burrows. It's great to have you. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We are live at Four Day Ray and Fishers. And if you hear a little bit of noise in the background, that's because you know there's working folks around us as right. they uh, produce the amazing beverages that they sell here. Courtesy of the Growler Room, the great beer at Four Day Ray Brewing in Fishers. They got their scratch kitchen as well. The food is amazing. Along, as always, with Pete Molina. Pete, it's good to see you. Always great to be here. And um, not really, I knew it was getting cold, but I wasn't prepared for the snow. Yeah. But I do want to say that the drivers in Indiana typically just go wacko when it was any kind of moisture. Yes. Oh, They've yeah. been pretty good this year so far, I think. Yeah. I haven't seen any any real crazy drivers driving four miles an hour down on the interstate. So Keep your fingers so crossed. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that's going to be coming soon. Yeah, it's well, early yet. It will be, especially if you leave at the same time our fellow boomer, Artie Widgery, leaves because Artie doesn't really care. He's a, he's a daredevil. Let it snow, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll have to have a, a very white white forecast. <laughs> Dan Davis, good um, to see you. Good to be here. Good it's great to, to have here. you guys. I've yep. got uh, my Blood Orange Blonde. That is my beverage of choice uh, for this podcast at Four Day Ray. I, I, I like the sweet stuff, and this is one of their sweet beers that they have, which is really, really good. Looks delicious. The uh, the Waikiki beverage that they had over the summer has been put on ice till next spring and summer, so I can't oh. get that anymore. Mm. That was really, really good. I, I like that. So, uh, Pete, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a new uh, Portuguese wine that a friend of mine who's a sommelier turned me on to. You can get it at Costco and also at Total Wine. It's called oh. Mural, M-U-R-A-L, another red blend from uh, Portugal. So, I think I've seen that. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I think very, I've seen Very, very, very moderately priced, and uh, so check that out. 
Is that so you could get it at you said Costco? Costco and uh, Total One. Do you suggest that with their foot long hot dog for a buck fifty? Yes, yeah. That's and, a cotton candy. Nice and, and, and at the price point that the Costco is selling at, you can put it on your cornflakes in the morning. So I love you know, it. that's good go. stuff. Dan well, Davis, yeah, what do you got? Because you do get uh, it's always a red with hot dogs, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's All the right. rule of thumb. So, Thank you. I'm having the uh, it's they see me Munchen Munich. I don't know M U N C H N whatever that. However they we pronounce that. They see me Munich. Von Munchausen. There we go. There we go. I'm, I'm lying. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's nice. It's a it's a little bitter, kind of malty. Um, I'm liking it. It's the Munchausen by proxy beer. You That's drink, one that is. You, yes. You yes. drink it and your kids oh, get drunk. From, kid, yeah. from Munich, is that kind of a, uh, in tribute to Tom Brady tiptoeing his way through uh, the NFL game in Munich last Sunday? I think that's, yeah, yeah. sure. We'll, yeah. we'll go with that, yeah, because yeah, okay. you know me in sports. Yeah, exactly. I'm always on top I of see, it. I see the former Mrs. Brady already has somebody under uh, yeah. her arm. Yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. For, good for, what's her name? Giselle? Giselle Bunchen. Giselle Bunchen? They yeah. call her Giz Bunchen. for short. That's fantastic, Artie. <laughs> thanks for sharing that. You're a good man. So, Artie, what are you drinking as we move away from that? I have my favorite, <laughs> I have my favorite bourbon. It's from Kentucky. Yeah? So. It's Woodford Reserve Double Oak. Ooh, That's like what I'm you. drinking today. Now, I, I may like not get home. I may need somebody to follow me and somebody to drive in front of me. Why don't you just drive my ass home? There we Maybe we could do that. Yeah, but this that. is my favorite thing in the world. It's I've my always wanted to bird. drive that so big if, SUV you got. If you so. want to drive Artie home, come right now to a four-day ride <laughs> in Fishers. And, and uh, take yeah. me home, baby. Black your lights. We could possibly tie that into a future. Once we have built this behemoth in six, seven years, we could... We could possibly tie that into a promotion where you could be Artie's D- DD. Yeah, you know? there you go. Designated driver. Just show up. You can enjoy it. We'll buy you food. You can watch us do the podcast, and then you can drive Artie, Artie home. You have and, the privilege and, of and, driving and the, me and home. And the different sponsors uh, making dis- uh, distilled uh, beverages and beer, they could bid on who gets to drive Artie home. There we go. Nice All idea. Right. Nice idea. That's a wonderful idea. I'm going to keep that in the back of my pocket. I like mm-hmm. that. It's good mm-hmm. to have you guys along as we uh, do another edition of Boomers with Beverages. Appreciate you checking us out. And don't forget, we've got quite a few uh, episodes already that we've done that you got to go back and listen to i would recommend I, the, like maybe the last five or ten in particular because i'm not think the we first were, two not the first anything two. but the first yeah. two it's yeah. kind of like when you have kids <laughs> in a mormon family yeah you know five to ten is pretty good the first few you know yeah, it's just, exactly, just yeah. you know yeah but after that there's it's a, all, there's it's a all learning good. curve that's test, established and test subjects. Yeah. i still think they're, they're going to be noted by by a lot of historians as well, this is how they were cutting their teeth. They, this is, they were, yeah, they were trying to find their way. And then yeah. they, they, well, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of leave it at that. Well, even, even the first few episodes of Seinfeld were not stellar and perfect and, you know, really high quality. <laughs> they evolved as well. So, yeah, true. That's a good, good just, uh, just want to give you guys hope. And that's a good point. We have a topic that we were going to do on multiple recording dates that we kept pushing down the road one of the times we had to because dan was was not with us he was in an incubator with a monkey yep. and then the last time we recorded we, we just had too much fun talking about paranormal stuff and just weird stuff and we're going to talk sports and what we you know have been fans of since we were little did we play sports favorite teams favorite players all that good stuff that's a good subject but before we jump into that though i, I gotta talk to dan because dan and i were exchanging text messages mm-hmm. earlier and apparently and I, I hope everything's okay now but apparently there's there's some iphone issues going <laughs> on in the davis family well so, yes I, would you like to vent my, here my dear wife does so many things so very very well but dealing with technology is <laughs> not on that list mm. so 
something was up with her iPhone, and she asked me to, you know, you know, fix it. Fix this. And I'm looking at it, and I decided to go with the old tried and true, turn it off and turn it back on again. Mm -hmm. All right, so I turn it off, turn it back on again. I'm like, hey, hon, what's your uh, passcode? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know what, what yeah, passcode. What do you mean? What do you mean? That? It just starts rattling off passwords that I have. You know, I know that's not. So what's your? I'm like, all right. So I got to go down. You know, to my other computer and reset the phone and all this kind of stuff. And as I'm doing that, I thought because I thought I had the passcode recorded somewhere, but I couldn't find it. And I, eventually, I find it. And so I say, so oh, it's you know, blah blah blah. And she's like, oh yeah, that. <laughs> Oh, my like, nice. wait, what? When I wow. asked you what you what did you think I was asking for? <laughs> and funny. so now I'm even so I ended up restoring her phone, but it turned it into my phone. Oh, and then Ouch. I and, and like, yeah, we were texting and you you're like, to, your you messages have to, you have to are wipe coming it then, from, don't you? Yep, yeah. And so yeah. it was just like I'm still suffering the after effects wow. of that. That so, folks out there, find some place that I, I actually use a wonderful app called One Password. And it keeps all my passwords. It'll generate like completely random passwords that nobody could ever crack and all kinds of stuff. But the thing is, you gotta remember where you store stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing. But so it was just like, I mean, that when I said, uh, I said, oh, there it is, it's blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, that. Like, You're not gonna believe really? where I store my passwords. I store my passwords in a Rolodex. That, at least oh, you know where it is. is. Yeah. Well, can you yeah, still buy exactly. those? Can you get yes, those? Yes, you can. And the refills. Well, it's at least yeah, it's not refill. in the same place that guy stored his stopwatch in Pulp Fiction. So that's a good thing. So that is. Yeah. So I think I get that. That brings up a kind of an interesting question. <laughs> a little off topic. It's not sports. So, do your spouses have your passcodes to your computer, your phone, yeah. in case of emergency? I, yeah, I actually, she does. Wait, that was that was. A good thing that came out of this whole thing is that I set her up with access to the one yeah. password thing so she's got if she needs to find anything she can find it. Yeah, which means I got to find yeah, I got to find safe. other places to hide some stuff. Yeah. Well, but um, <laughs> so in case anything happens to you or Susie, do you want to give us those passcodes now so we can Yeah, they are okay. You already got a pen. No. Here we go. So you changed it from 12345. It's not that anymore. 12346. Oh, that's oh, what's oh, going to throw them off. We're going to really throw them off with that. They're never going to be able to crack that code. All my passwords are dead pets from my great grandparents. And nobody knows who they are but me. Wow. Yeah. Well, hopefully you wrote that down, though. Because that sounds yes, like something I, I that would be easy to forget. I wrote it down on my website. It's on my so. website. Have you ever had, have you ever totally just blanked on stuff? Not yet. And, and I was I was asked about that yesterday with the doctor when I went to my Medicare wellness check, my hmm. second one. Right. And uh, he, he gave me three words to remember. I, rem I still remember them. But I have, I don't know what they call them, a mnemonic memory yeah, uh, recall. It's a, it's a basic memory test you get at when you're over 65. Yeah, yeah. And, and those yeah. three words are the your first time I is. <laughs> but, so, yeah. but you're okay though, right? Oh yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. All right. When did so you do, far. When did you do this? Yesterday. What time? Uh, 7:30 in the morning. He's good. He's yeah. sharp. Thanks. He's sharp as a tack. It's, it's written down right here. That's good. <laughs> During COVID, my exam was done, you know, virtually. Yeah. So. Like they couldn't figure out, oh, we're going to give you these three words. So I wrote them down, 
<laughs> oh, that's good. You remember those, Mr. Mullaney. That's yeah, great. But, but I'm a genius, aren't but I? But the second one was misspelled. Some of the some of the COVID stuff I, I'm glad is gone though, because oh, I, yeah. I remember I think all of the I remember stuff. having my checkup and doing the prostate exam through a drive up window. And they just that's well, not they have good. A, they have a they have a game uh, simulator for that. Fantastic. Yeah. Paula Booty. You haven't seen it, have you? That's what I put it on Facebook. Okay. Thank you. It's hilarious. Appreciate that. VR. We're gonna leave that one alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah We're gonna leave that one alone. But it is an interesting time of the year because I was thinking about this the other day. It's I think it's the only time of year you have this happen where you literally have all the major sports happening. Or you did in October when the when baseball was in its playoffs. You yeah. had the NBA starting, NHL starting, NFL already going. Yeah. And and normally that's not the case. And I'm like, man, for a sports person, this is a golden era. If you if you if you think about cable TV, the apps on your phone, what you there's nothing yeah. you miss anymore. Because when I was a little kid growing up, we'll just have a bit of a flashback here. Saturday afternoon, 4:30, Wide World of Sports came on. That was kind of your connection to what's going on yeah. outside of your local teams, because you really didn't get a lot of coverage of TV wise back then. That's why Monday Night Football was such a big deal. Oh yeah. For the longest yeah. time, because you didn't have in Canada, you had Saturday, you had hockey night in Canada every Saturday night, Monday night football in the states, but you didn't have it like now. Now it's just it's all it's everywhere. It's, it's the cornerstone yeah. it. of television. Yeah. Yeah. If you took away sports and reality TV, you're left with cooking shows <laughs> and soap operas, network news, <laughs> and news. Yeah. yeah, that would be good stuff. So, so, so let's talk about early memories. And I and I'm thinking Dan is more a sportsman. Than a sports guy is that accurate? I in the sense that I go fishing, yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> no. but but that's why that is yeah. That's yeah. why I jokingly I, call you this. Still you still fish? I still fish. Yes, yes. I do. Yeah, I so I, yeah. I guess I would say that that I'm more, uh, yeah, those kind of sports than, I, I mean, I was on a little league football team or what sometimes called Pop Warner, but mm. in my hometown it was yeah. like little league wow. football. I was uh, on the Packers. There has to be a Pop Warner. There's got to be a picture of you Pat. Actually, there is. Yes, uh -huh. I, we, we were the Packers and we were awful. It. You got to share it. You got to share it. That's and I got, good. yeah, there, it was like the rule that everybody's got to play, you know, sometime. And I, I always got that minimum number of playing minutes. <laughs> were you okay with the minimum? No, I, I would like to. Well, but there is that. There's like this moment that I remember because I, I could always, I was you know when playing defense, I could always beat the guy. You know, I could get past the person who was supposed to be blocking me. And I remember one time I had gotten past the offensive line and could see the quarterback, and there was nobody between me and the quarterback. And he's passing, and me foolishly thinking I could jump up and tap it down. When if I had taken like three steps forward, even if I got knocked down, if I had been in the backfield, you know, whether I got to the quarterback or not, that might have changed the way the coach, you know, looked at me and said, well, maybe there's some things we can develop with this guy. But thankfully, I didn't. So I wasn't forced to be an athlete for the rest of my life. Wow, that took a lot of pressure off you right it there. It really did. That's pretty cool. So football for you, for me, it was baseball. I played Little League. Little League Baseball, Farmington Hills, Michigan. Uh, the uniform was a T-shirt. Uh, that was it. You How know, old were you? Uh, nowadays. No pants? Seven. You yeah, you were into second. You wore jeans. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no. I mean, Artie can attest to this. Nowadays, you're decked out like a pro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At, at the age of five. I mean, decals, decals and all. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane how big it is. And, of course, if we wanted, if we were thirsty... The coach would point us right toward the hose that right. was attached to the building. Mm. Yeah, there were no cases of Gatorade and whatever else parents would bring. And yep. 
but it was a lot of fun. I mean, that was a great thing to do during the summer. And then, you know, did some flag football. Didn't play football till middle school. But high school, for me, sports were done. I was all all about theater. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that was your case, already, because I know you were a theater I, guy, too, in high school. Well, I did, eventually, uh, when I, um, you know, had a testicle hidden from football. I mean, I literally had it hidden for about seven months. It was hidden somewhere in me, and it finally came out mm-hmm. sometime around, oh, I'd say Maybe it was June. Being serious? Dave Letterman's serious. Old, it was um, in Dave Letterman's old locker room. That's right, my high freshman, school. My that's freshman crazy. year, I played all freshman year, but my sophomore year is when I got into theater after I did, you know, tried to get back into football, and that wasn't going to happen. So did it change your voice when it dropped, or was there a big difference? I, I then started singing. And uh, I was well, in Golden I, Singers and Madrigals, and they I probably, thought I was wonderful. I probably, would too. Yes. I probably would start singing, but, too, if I'm walking to the mailbox and I feel a testicle drop. But my, I think but my, I'd start humming I, a few words. I played football my, my freshman year, sure. and uh, I, I, had, I got a nickname. I had two nicknames. When I was on offense, I was, I was an offensive tackle, okay, on the right yeah. side. It was a right offensive tackle. Okay. That's, that was my specialty. And I was second string, so that meant I was playing probably every, fifth, every second or third possession, okay? So... I'm, 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 when I was on offense, I, I didn't block very well at all. So the, the, the defensive back, the defensive lineman would just run right through and sack the quarterback. And the, the, the uh, coach nicknamed me the ticket taker. <laughs> stand there and take the tickets, Widge. Yeah. And then on defense, on defense, I, I would hop on somebody's back and I would ride them for 10 or 15 yards. And he called me Wahoo. That's Wahoo Widge. And that stuck. Every one of the signatures on my freshman year book was Wahoo. Wahoo, you're going to be great. You can't say that anymore now. Wahoo. Yeah, that's the Cleveland Indians mascot was Chief Wahoo. No, this was Wahoo. Wahoo, I'm riding a horse. No, I, 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 I totally get it. Yeah, yeah I totally but it, it. it didn't have anything to do with Indians. But, well, trying to yes, explain But it was necessary uh, to put an end to your comedy and, <laughs> exactly. and bring up this other stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So did you did you do any more of that later on in life as far as that, uh, my, the uh, Wahoo stuff? No, it was. I, I did try in my sophomore year to get on the football team, but yeah. they put me right up against the number one lineman oh, uh, for the it. for the varsity team yeah and when he was you know it was one-on-one drills you know you hit you, you know the whistle blows you hit the guy in front of you well the whistle was almost blown somebody said widgery and i turned around moment that moment i stood up and turned around he blew the whistle and this kid came up and knocked me right between Ouch. my legs yeah and i rolled on the ground for they actually had to call my parents to come get me and take me to the hospital and they did, and the do- and the doctor says we're going to have to take an X-ray and find out where your right testicle is. Hmm. And they found it, and they said it should come down because it's pretty swollen now. But once it starts stops swelling, it'll probably fall right back into place. Took about three months for that to happen. This was in this was in September, and I would say by uh, New Year's it was it was ready to go. Wow. Yeah. That, so that you, was my story, so and the, I still the, had children. When the coach <laughs> literally told you to have a ball. I were, did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Right. I decided to keep it hidden. I think for everybody in, in their life, there, there does come a point where you realize you're not the athlete. I was and, not. And you move on. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. it's junior high, high school, or adulthood, when you start playing in some adult leagues, you realize, I can't do this anymore. This, yeah. is, this just isn't It's, but it's like not you, working. But like you, I, I, I immediately was... was taken in by oh, the yeah. drama department oh, the music department big time. and uh that that became Huge. the history of my entire you yep. know adolescence Play, and high playing playing the lead in the king and i and carousel yeah. was my my platform to what i thought was going to be more musical theater but it ended up being radio and stand-up so it took yeah. me it's still on the stage but down a whole mm, different yeah. road yeah but it, it, it taught me the appreciation and the love of being behind the mic being on stage 
and and that the, the audience you just played Billy, the you played Billy Bud B- Billy Bigelow Billy like Bigelow in Carousel uh, I thought it was Billy Bud no, no that's, that was, that's another show yeah what is that show I don't know the Billy Bud uh, show okay all right Billy, Billy what Bigelow was the, what was the other part the King you and the King and I the King you played the King uh, that, okay. the, yes Did you have to shave your head I didn't play I I played the King <laughs> I did not. I did I not. Did, uh, second time in my life, I didn't shave my head. The second time, I lost a lot of money because I didn't do it. But that—that's that other story I told you about. I, I did the second worst musical in history, oh and the first—the first best musical in history at the time. The second—the second worst was, I think, Oklahoma. I mean, every every school's done it, and everybody knows every piece yeah. of music, and it's an easy one to do. I played Curly. Yep. And then the second year, uh, they picked this for me. They said. We got a guy that can do this, and that was Tevia in Fiddler yeah. on the Roof. Yep. Mm. And yep. I had seen that movie so many times, I literally absorbed Topol yeah. as that role. Yeah. And for a 17-year-old kid, I did all right. I did okay. Well, that was the thing for me, because when I was junior year, because before that, I had just I did a chorus role in Oklahoma freshman year. But first two years of high school, I was pretty non-existent. A lot of it to do with the, the situation I was dealing with, family life yeah. at that point. And then when I finally said, you know what, time for me to fly. And I auditioned, and I wasn't supposed to get it, the king and the king and I, because typically there was kind of a hierarchy of once you got to be a junior, senior, you were looked upon as you would be the leads, that type of thing. You know, but I, I watched it, and I learned the uh, the dialect that Yul Brenner used and uh, the motions. And I was, you know, back then I was 6'2", 180, 170. So I could I could rock those King and I clothes pretty good. And you had to dance. And I did the waltz uh, on the stage, and it was awesome. But then the second, then Carousel was picked, especially because she knew I'd be back to be the lead. Because B- Billy Bigelow is considered one of the most difficult roles in musical theater. Because of the, the range you have to have. The range and yeah. just the depth of the character. It's not yeah. your typical, you know. Very, yeah. You know, musicals are very formulaic. Sure. A lot. Yeah. That's the ones that stand out are the ones that aren't. You know, and, and Fiddler on the Roof was just oh, yeah. as classic as it gets. But it, was, it had so many parts. And, and it wasn't was Rodgers so, and so, Hammerstein. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Now, Pete, we always talk with you about tennis, but I, I got a feeling you did more than tennis. Well, actually, I didn't pick up tennis seriously until late in my life, like when I was 65. So as a little kid, really? what did you do? What would you play? So I, baseball. I was a baseball yeah. junkie. Mm. Uh, I mean, my, my cousins. Uh, I had two cousins actually pitched in, uh, in college. For uh, you know mm. Division One college baseball, so yeah. I was into baseball. I, I was pretty good. Played shortstop, second base. Um, probably my biggest memory from playing little league uh, baseball was one game they asked me to catch. I wasn't a power hitter, you know, as you know what they call a punch and judy hitter, you know, singles and doubles. But one game they asked me to catch, I got up to bat, forgot to take off my shin guards. And I hit a home run. <laughs> wow! Yes. Really? Yeah, crazy. absolutely. I love so it. So I didn't I want to ever Nobody take those told off. You? Nobody no. told you. No. I'll be damned. No. Mm. So that was fun. And I, you know, and I was, uh, and I went to uh, a parochial high school for for uh, for a couple of years, and I played uh, baseball there. And then in my sophomore year, I, I quit because I get irritated at the coach because there was a guy that never showed up to practice but he always started the games now you know he was clearly a better athlete than me but i just thought that was kind of a bs way to run a program yeah sure. so i so i i quit the team and then the next year i transferred to uh public high school and uh went to a couple tryouts that and i just yeah i, I wasn't good enough to mm. to be on you know at the public high school well there's team. something to be said though about theater because i i kid you not i just had my 40th high school reunion I went to Cecina high school on the east side of indianapolis 
as far as the Catholic schools go in India, it was the blue collar school because mm-hmm. you had cathedral and a couple in between. But Sasina was just the, you know, the school everybody rooted for. Smaller, smaller groups going there, class size wise. I don't know how big your classes were for you guys, but my senior year we were 180. That was our senior class. You know, and my kids. You know, was, they, man, that was my homeroom. Yeah, think, my kids went to HSC and they 400. had like 900. Yeah, you know, I'm, my in, high school class graduating was but just I, about but 900. But I kid you not, at my reunion, the, the theater, the folks that did theater 40 years late were in much better shape than the, the athletes. athletes. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the way it is over I'm watching some of my, my friends from Cecina walking around a little bit of, like, you could tell. Mm. I don't know if something... What happened to them? But they they were creaking along, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, who knows? I have no yeah. idea. But makes sports a bit of can, a difference. Sports can change your life. I mean, physically. Do you guys have a uh, favorite sports memory growing up? Anything that you watched or got to got to actually see in person? Anything that stand out in your mind at all? I remember back. I don't remember the year, but it was at the old Hoosier Dome, the old RCA Dome. I think it actually at this time it was still the Hoosier Dome. It was uh, the first year we had uh, Eric Dickerson. And Denise and I are at the very last game of the season, and we've got nosebleed seats on the rail, though, on the rail of the upper, upper, upper level. Yeah. And we're watching, and, and we've got it in the end zone. And we're watching the game, and here comes Eric Dickerson busting through the line right at us, running right at us, and he scores a touchdown for about, I'm guessing, 85 yards. It was amazing. Yeah. But we ended up winning the game, and the sound at the end of the game was the most deafening sound I ever heard in the mm, in my nice. lifetime. That's cool. Because we just made the playoffs for the first time wow, being in Indianapolis. Yeah. Uh, you've got to be, remember that. Is that 87? I want to say somewhere Cle- around there. That's yeah. 87. I think we lost to Cleveland in the first yeah. round. But, and yeah, I, but was that was the first time. I'm trying to remember who our coach was. I think it was Meyer. Ron Meyer? I think it yeah, was. Was it Rod Dowhauer? I don't think it was Dowhauer. I don't think. Uh, I don't remember, we but had I, some remember, really I remember the sound. Though, yeah. I remember the sound more than anything. Did you guys? Uh, did you have one, Dan or Pete? You I don't know that. I, I, I love go, I love going to, uh, sporting events to watch. I love going to baseball games. Yeah. And you know, I've been to Riverfront and the new whatever Great America yeah, in Cincinnati. Right. Been to Sox Park. Been to uh, uh, the new Cardinals Field in St. Louis. I just yeah to me the, the yeah, it's and, fun. and Victory it's, Field is one of the great you can't, you can't replace great. it yeah. and it, it is great to go yeah. that's what I always tell my kids there's, there's a point where you're going to appreciate watching it more on TV but there's there's a time where if you can go and enjoy enjoy it yeah, soak just, it up because yeah. it's a lot of fun Pete yeah I, anything um, stand out I, for you yeah, I've got I've got a couple the first one was in college um, we decided some of my uh, fraternity brothers and I would go over on Friday night and to see the Cincinnati Royals with Oscar Robertson nice. playing oh, wow. basketball. Oh, and I forget who they were playing, but on the opposing team was uh, Pete Maravich and Walt Bellamy. Wow. And, you know, for those of you who don't know, Pete Maravich was Showtime before there was Showtime. Yeah. Yeah. Pistol he was Pete. Pistol, Pistol Pete. Pete. This guy yeah. was doing moves and making passes behind the back and no-look stuff before, you know, Magic Johnson, any of those guys knew that stuff existed. And just to see him just perform and do his magic was absolutely. Yeah. But in the old Cincinnati Gardens, yeah. not, no, no longer there. And it's then, a shame too. I didn't yeah. see any sporting events there, but I saw concerts. Yeah, yeah. And it was so it was a great you know, arena. And when you see the, you know, when you realize who you saw there, Oscar Robertson, Peter sure. Maravich. Yeah. I mean, they were. It, it was just incredible. And then my second, probably, it might be my mo- most momentous occasion was uh, 2012. I think it was. Uh, excuse me if I'm not right on the date. I happened to fly into New York City on a Monday 
and the U.S. Open Championship tennis was delayed by a day because of rain. So I land at 2 o'clock at LaGuardia, get to my hotel room, take a cab over to the U.S. Tennis Center, thinking maybe I'm going to hopefully I can grab a, uh, a ticket. I was able to scalp a ticket, and I saw Martin Del Potro beat Roger Federer in five sets. You're looking at me like I have any idea yeah. what you're talking it about. Was, yeah. It was the, unfortunately, it was the only major that uh, Del Potro won because he, he, he had a lot of in, a wrist injuries afterwards, but it was just such a momentous occasion. Yeah. I mean, we're talking a wrist five injury. You can relate to wrist injury for four hours. Yeah. So, What's Martin, what? Juan Martin Del oh, Potro. Juan, yeah, right, yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a Federer I've heard of. Yes. Oh, well, good. Well, I'll give you that one. Okay. Well, but the other back to, if, I think I'm right on it. Baseball is like the most affordable of the professional sports. I mean, you can get especially a, like the triple A games and stuff now. Well, but, but even a, I you get know, free. I you, get free every time to, I go. Yeah. You can go to you know see the Reds for oh yeah twenty twenty five bucks. Yeah, sit yeah, cheap yeah. seats. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, and it's versus a, you know hundred bucks for a Colts game or something that's. Um, they're, yeah, not, they're not 100 like, anymore. It's like well, they're way over. 10 or 20. <laughs> no, they're way over that. Yeah. No, they're I think it's buy one, get three free. Does your son still <laughs> have the tickets? For the uh, no, my son got season tickets for the first time this year. He, They called him the other day and he said, would you like to renew? And he goes, you're joking, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's no. like, no, it's not happening. See, for me, uh, sports has a very sentimental reason because I was the youngest in my family, being born in 64, the closest brother to me, my brother David was born in 56. We didn't grow up together. But when yeah. they would come home, my dad would take us to ball games or hockey games. We'd go to Olympia Stadium in Detroit, one of the old classic hockey arenas of the original six hockey teams. We'd go to Tiger Stadium downtown Detroit to see the Tigers play. We'd go back to Olympia. We'd see roller derby. We'd see wrestling. Wow. We'd, 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 wrestling. Oh, that was um, that was a yeah. hoot. Bobo Brazil. Exactly. Yeah. Duke Snyder. 70, all the, well, yeah. Duke. Uh, Duke the, uh, and, was it the Valentino brothers? The, yeah, they were all the. Moose Cholock. They were all yeah. the classics back, that, back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. We used, that, that, actually, that is, I, I that is slipped my mind. But, yeah, at the National Guard Armory in Newcastle, yeah. Indiana, the Federal Order of Police, the FOP, would sponsor professional wrestling That's and great. yeah we always always win and see after that then when i started working in radio i had about a five six year window there where i was like a kid in a candy store because i'm standing in a locker room with mark messier and wayne gretzky i'm at colts yeah. games i'm talking to dan marino i'm talking to don shula i'm sitting there on a couch with magic johnson i go to riverfront stadium and for 90 minutes i sit in the dugout with pete rose you know it's the stuff like that that i got to do i'm very very privileged and fortunate because it was like my god this is incredible because all Do you still people. have your memorabilia? Because I remember you—you you had your basement there. I, I had some stuff, stuff, and I used to get autographs all the time. You can't do that anymore; you get fired now. Because well, most yeah. of the players have contracts, but I used to get autographs for people all the time. Oh, a you mutual, mean being in radio, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah, okay. a mutual friend of ours in comedy, Mark Craycraft, who used to run the uh, one of the comedy clubs in Louisville. He's down in Florida now. Was a huge Dr. J fan, and like huge Dr. J fan. And I flipped him out New Year's Eve. We were working at Crackers. And he let me stay at his place instead of getting a hotel for the New Year's week at Crackers. And my thank you to him was I had a 16 by 20 poster signed with this gorgeous Sharpie autograph of Julius Irving. Oh, he, wow. You would have thought I gave him the, the Holy Grail. Did he weep? Yeah, pretty close. I'll be damned. Because for him, it was very, very, yeah, it was important to him because this was like his hero. You know? Wow. And of course, well, my biggest, my biggest wish I could have, 
I was the lowest guy in the totem pole in the WIBC sports room. I was number three. So there was Bob Lamey, voice of the Colts. There was a guy by the name of Larry Henry. And Larry used to do some play-by-play. Was a great broadcaster. Does, did a lot of racing, a lot of stuff with the track. So uh, I come back. I go into the sports office, and Bob's like, and he always called me Jimmy. He goes, Jimmy, he goes, don't be mad at me, but I, I had to send Larry to this tonight. I go, oh, it's all good. He goes, no, it's not all good. You're gonna, you're not going to be happy for a few minutes. I go, what? He goes, well, he's only in town tonight talking to the media, and I had to send Larry because he's next in line after me, and I couldn't go. I go, okay, so what? Mickey Mantle, Jim. Mickey oh, Mantle. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so oh, the next wow. day, Larry's in the office, and, of course, Larry, such a schmuck, couldn't get autographs for all of us, but he did get his own. But he walks <laughs> in this room. There's all the TV crews are there, about 40, 50 chairs, all the media is every – it's packed. Anybody that's anywhere in the state of Indiana has come in, because this is only maybe a few years before he passed away, and there's Mickey Mantle sitting in this big old lazy boy chair with a box of probably 200 baseballs. And as he talks to each reporter, he's like, hi, how you, you know, you know which, what's your name? So-and-so. I go, well, what do you want me to put on your ball? Everybody oh my got assigned. And wow. if you know autographs, Mickey Mantle's autograph is one of the most beautiful in sports history. Like Babe Ruth. Like a lot Peyton of these Manning. Guys. Peyton Manning got that piece of advice from Mickey Mantle. Make sure oh, yeah. that these people oh, want cool. these people want your autograph. They want to see it. You don't need right. to scribble it. No, and Make most sure of them most of them it. now are garbage yeah. from, from the, yeah. the, the higher end athletes. It's like it's an afterthought. Like here, here's my here. I'm going to just put a little line on your picture. Oh, that's my autograph. Well, I'll put my number on it. Well, oh. if you can get these guys to even give you an right. autograph, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some yeah. Of them which, are which so is insulated. tough, but it's 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 fun. Dan, you got something got, else? Right? I, yeah, I got an autograph story. So many years ago, I did a, a thing, a, a, a video for the GTE Pro Am. Yeah, and that was at Broadmoor Country Club, and so I was there for the you know one of the rounds, and I didn't play much golf then. I actually picked the the folks that produced the video I was in say, you know go out and play golf at least once before we pitch you for this video. So I, you know, did it and I, I played for a But anyway, I had a friend, my friend Greg, photographer, Greg Kaczynski Photography of Carmel, Indiana. Check him out. Yeah. Um, but He's anyway. He just phonetically spelled the last name. Just yeah, give it a exactly. Yeah. It's spelled exactly like it sounds. Kaczynski. Sure. How else would you spell it? But anyway. Uh, yeah. So Greg was a big golfer and I got, so I got an autograph from Lee Trevino Chichi Rodriguez nice. and Arnold Palmer. Oh, wow. Arnold's that's, autographs. That's, that's strong. I had all strong. three of those that's on. Awesome. And he had it for a while. And wow. his wife, got to say I love her to death, but she said, what is it? And just tossed it No. Away. Oh, my God. So, wow. Greg will be happy I mentioned wow. his name. His wife will like I almost want to learn how to spell his name just yeah. to say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm so yeah. sorry for this. That that's just terrible. Happened. Okay, real quick, because we got to wrap things up for this one, talking sports. Uh, great. To you personally, we don't have time to debate it, but just throw it out there if you can. Greatest moment in sports history, from your, your opinion, Artie. What's the greatest moment in sports in wow, all the years I, you've been I alive? You asked me that before because there's so many. I mean, but, there's some really good memories uh, yeah, out there. Just kind of, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the, the Miracle on Ice. Yeah, see you and me both, Miracle on yeah, Ice. Yeah, I, know. I mean, I don't yeah. know anything that globally. Can top that. Globally, they're never, and, and truthfully, that was the end of amateur sports because after that, they let pros in the Olympics and they're yeah. still doing it. So really, that was the last for the U.S., not for Russia. Russia, their their oh. people were paid for years, but that people have no idea how big yeah. that what, win was. What a lot of people don't realize, they still had to win another game after the next, that. To yeah, get, to get that the wasn't gold. the gold medal game. I know. Yeah. I know but what a, what a great moment! And it was the uh, the birth of Al Michaels' career, and he's one of the greatest yeah. ever too. So, mm-hmm. Artie, you got one? I, I don't have one. 
Anything? I, I probably have several, but I, I'm, I'm having a hard time thinking of it because of all the noise in here. Is it? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? It's kind of the same. I keep hearing the same kind of. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I think it's, it's a like, machine. It's the canning it's machine. It's almost some, like some weird chanting going on in there. It is. But, but hopefully folks it's a, have it's been. It's a uh, pagan ritual back there. Hopefully they've been able to ignore Damn, it as we've been just, doing our let's show. Go Brandon, so. Let's go Brandon. Let's go Brandon. Something like that. Yeah. We're, we're currently inside the president's brain. Here yeah. we are. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> But we appreciate you guys uh, making us uh, part of your podcast listening. Uh, Pete Molina, we'll catch up with you again soon. Good to have you, man. Great to be here. Dan Davis as well. Good to see you, sir. As always. Artie Widgery. Let it snow, baby. It's it's not too bad. It's kind of lightened up a little bit. It's still still good for effect. Anyway, we uh, look forward to doing another one for you. And if you get a chance to come out to Four Day Ray Brewing and Fishers to check out our live shows, check out the website, boomerswithbeverages.com, and all the dates are on there for December when we're going to be recording and if you can make it we'd love to have you and until then you take care and thanks for joining us on boomers with beverages Bye-bye. thanks for listening to boomers with beverages recording engineer art baker post-production technician dan davis showrunner and distributor taylor scott of ipodcastpro.com